to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Selena told me some pretty crazy stories about people she met down in Indian Hill. Said you want to build an army, right? Well, what about an army of freaks? What kind of freaks? should be building an army, not drinking pine cone juice with a crazy plant lady. Mummy's gonna need a new pair of stilettos! Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we are back for week two of the third, third time... of season three! Three, yes. Two, three, three. That's all you have to remember to remember this episode, which is also number 94. Of ours. And it was episode 16 of Gotham. Yep. But 223, two, that's the magic number. Actually, magic two, t- two, three it's times like, three times two. Sh- sh- no, no, that's math. 18. No never math. mind. No uh, never mind. But uh, welcome, guys. Uh, we are here, as always, uh, live, coming to you Tuesday live night, 8.30 p.m. EST at twitch.tv slash universebox with our chat room. Uh, hey. Right now we have Lone Wolf Pack and uh, Win in there. I'm sure a couple people will filter in there. They usually do after we get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, about three minutes late on average. So if you if you come there at 8.30 and we're not started yet, just give it give it about two minutes. And I think, you, think you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, Anne-Marie, a lot to talk about this week. It was so a, many things. It was a very so packed episode. Like It, it, it surprised me how, how full it felt. Like uh, last night and today when I was re-watching, I got about halfway through the episode and I was like, oh, uh, let me check and see how much time's left. Maybe 10 minutes? No. Halfway through the episode, <laughs> like there's still a whole other half of Gotham uh, to, to it's process. It's amazing how much more they could fit in. And yeah. it actually <laughs> felt like things moved on every platform. Mm. Which was lovely. Yes. And uh, as Lone Wolf Pack 04 says in the chat room, so much blood. You know, there's been more blood, though. This this amount of blood didn't actually phase me. And a very healthy decapitation, too. What has too. happened to me that this <laughs> amount of blood did not phase me? Ha-ha, Gotham! Ha-ha, <gasps> Also, the Powell family's in the chat room. How's it going? Hi! Okay, so I, I guess we should get started talking about this episode. But first, why don't you regale us, Anne-Marie, with the riddling, rhyming episode summary. As soon as she said that, I had to yawn. Okay. Does Penguin have anybody that he can trust? His friendship with Gabe gets ground into dust. Can Bruce Wayne leave the alley behind him? He's reliving his past until somebody finds him. Is Frank a rat? Depends on the moment. Will Jim join the court to even the quotient? Will a mysterious weapon leave violent impressions? Gotham runs these delicate and dark obsessions. These these delicate and dark obsessions. Anne-Marie, what'd you think? I, I thought the episode was good. I don't know what you just did, though. <laughs> I have to actually I have, freaked me out. I have obsessions that are both delicate and dark. Uh, by the way, speaking of the past couple weeks on Gotham, yeah. uh, you know, we do these lower thirds on the video version of the show, which you can get at youtube.universebox.com. FYI. But, uh, you know, generally, it's a, I think it's like a 26-point font for the episode title. I've uh-huh. had to shrink it down two weeks in a row now. So they're... They're I, getting very lengthy. Yeah. I have a feeling that the episode title for the penultimate episode this season is going to be the entire script... The entire script uh, for the ultimate, the f- season finale <laughs> episode. You okay over there? Just I something? just spilled my cup up because my spoon got stuck to the magnet that's holding well, that's up my fair. thing. Also, we both have uh, some Gotham-themed coffee uh, mugs. I'm the Riddler. Uh, you're the Penguin. Together, we are Nygmobble Pot. 
We are Enigma Bob. We are Enigma Thank Bob you again, Pot. Rebecca Johnson. No, but I, I, I really like this episode too. I, like I said, it, it was very, very packed, but very, very. We've been waiting for this, right? Everyone's been waiting for this. Um, I'm still waiting for, for Uncle Frank things. to kill himself. Everybody has been waiting for it. We finally saw it in this week's episode. He'll be back, maybe. I don't know. Probably but, uh, not. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get to my first main point here. And I, I have titled this Three Freaking Freaks. Three Freaking Freaks. Uh, now, well, Ed has been getting the share uh, of uh, self-actualization this season and last season, really the whole series. I think Penguin admits some things to himself about himself in this episode. I think he's getting a, another level of self-actualization, namely that he's a freak, and that's okay. And that's probably... The best place he can be right now. In the land of freaks, yeah. Yeah. Now, there are three freaking freaks mentioned in this episode that I wanted to document here. Uh, number one, mm-hmm. Penguin calls Ivy a freak early on in the episode, right before she goes to call Gabe. I, you know, he's, he's being very judgy towards her. She's like, he's like, oh, that freak. Uh, looking down on her quirks while focusing on his own plans to reclaim power. He's, he's very self-focused. I need to get out there and reclaim my kingdom. And this freak's just getting in my way. She's talking to plants. She's giving me a pine cone juice, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Okay. Mention number two of freaks. Uh, Gabe calls Penguin a freak after he's exposed as a betrayer, after Gabe is. Right. Uh, this sends Penguin into a murderous rage and I ultimately leads to Gabe's death. I, I, I think this is because Penguin doesn't want to admit to himself that he's an even bigger freak than Ivy. And it also hurts because he thought Gabe and the rest of the underworld respected him. It turns out they looked down on him just like he looked down on Ivy earlier in the episode. And the third freaking freak in this episode was Ivy suggests at the end of the episode building an army of freaks using Selena's friends from Indian Hill. Uh, now Penguin, they weren't Selena's friends; they were just characters Selena had told Ivy about. Her associates, Not we'll say she had one associate. <laughs> but uh, Pe- Penguin, I. After the suggestion, uh, he, he's like, what kind of freaks? Uh, he, he's finally ready to admit that freaks are his people and exactly what he needs to reclaim Gotham from Barbara Queen. Uh, is yeah, that going to be her real, real new name now? Is that her new character name? Only if I'm lucky. And company. Uh, he, he starts off looking down on freaks like Ivy, but by the end of the episode, he realizes that becoming king of, king of the freaks can actually help him achieve his goals in becoming king of Gotham again, mm-hmm. while bringing some serious firepower to the table. So a lot of freakish freakishness in this episode, for sure. Um, over in the chat room, Lone Wolfpack points out, I thought it was a nice callback when Gabe talked about Penguin holding Fish's umbrella, maybe foreshadowing her return. Well, we do know she's coming. Definitely. But when? <laughs> Where is the fish? Sing me a song, the umbrella boy. I don't know. Wow. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Wynn says all those scenes were like a Wayne family shooting gallery. I'm not sure what that's referencing, but I believe you. I'll buy it. Yeah, because I saw it pop up there right as I started on my point, and I forget what we were talking about beforehand. I have no idea. My point was really long. It was. Freaking freaks. So my point now. <laughs> I have many questions about the cord of... Um, I, this is when being an obsessive owl person, like I'm wearing an owl shirt too, um, and there's Hedwig over with Billiam. So... 
Catherine mentions that the head of the court wants a unanimous vote to proceed, which leads me to, um, I thought she was the head of the court. Apparently not. Yeah. So. Do, do you think she said she called for an anonymous vote? Is that no, why there were. No, a unanimous. Oh, unanimous. I Completely thought she's. Completely different thing. Yeah. I thought she said anonymous and I was like, oh, is that why they're wearing the mask? They're not very no, Heidi no. kind of mask. Yeah. No, it was anonymous and Uncle Frank was the last one to lower his feather in agreement, mm-hmm. which was a weird voting thing. Thing, even well, they're out. So what do you person. expect? Um, so if it isn't her, who is it? Like, I have no idea. Uh, except this slight idea of I think that it could be the shaman that is training Bruce. He said that the court was only a tool towards getting Bruce to him and training him. Because yeah. when Bruce confronts him and says, do you work for the court of us? It's like the court of us is just like, up. It's, it's just a little piece. So I yep. feel like the shaman is way mm-hmm. more in charge than Catherine and the rest of the court in the smelly owl masks. So well, I mean, the shaman mentions too that uh, like, They've been trying him and the court together have been trying to save Gotham for years and years. So do oh, you think we have a lot more on that? Do do you think maybe the shaman and maybe the league he might be associated with, um, you know, he, he built the court to try and manipulate Gotham? I have no idea because you are talking about comic things and you know better than to do mm-hmm. that to me. So bad, Bill. Uh- <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm honestly, uh, you know, I, I know a bit about the Court of Owls and about, you know, a certain league that that shaman might be associated yes, with. Yes, you but, keep saying that. That's but, right but there. I, I'm kind of taking it as, you know, Earth G, this could be any configuration here, you know. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, uh, Galavan's crew might might reconnect you know because they have that whole history with the canes and everything else so i mean I, I i would not be surprised if they they weren't connected somehow to you know the goings on in gotham that they are discussed in this episode that sort of goes to the second half of my point that mm-hmm. i was trying to get to uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was mentioned multiple times by multiple characters that the court has cleansed gotham twice before as you had said which leads mm-hmm. me to who when how what how did that happen? All we get is the specifics. Yeah. And that sort of goes back to what you were saying with the Galavans and the, the Waynes and mm-hmm. like the five families of Gotham. Maybe they weren't. I mean, obviously they were in charge of it and all of that type of thing. But when did it happen? Twice. Like how long How long has the court been around? Has it been since the, I think it was a hand cutting off thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then did it happen like again? Yeah, I think what, that was like the 1800s maybe. I want to say it was actually older than that. Yeah, maybe. A little bit. The, the outfits were the giveaway. <clears throat> it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, uh, the Powell family, it brings to mind like maybe the great Chicago fire. You know, may, maybe that's like the that. sort of cleansing that they're talking about. Uh, see, that's the word cleansing was thrown around a lot mm. in this episode. It makes me a little, little, little antsy. The Powell family also says that uh, Rachel Ghoul, but I, I, I don't believe the shaman was Rachel Ghoul. I believe Rachel Ghoul is coming, played by a different actor. So that's how we know. No, the shaman's not he. Uh, but uh, what what do you think about? Because uh, you know um, Falcone in this week's episode, he he's like uh, I forget what the exact quote is. It's something like uh, you know everybody uh, does the court's bidding. O- mm-hmm. Only some of us know it. Right. Uh, what what do you think? Maybe why why does he get a free pass from being directly connected to the court? Because I mean he seem he fits the profile. Of somebody who would but be does he? 
locked into the court like that. He may or he may not, because the court still confuses me as to whether they are the good guys or the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they're maybe with the court has a lineage thing. You must be um, related, or to, like from from the old families of Gotham. Right. You like may have to be, you may have Galavans. to be a descendant of those five families because it's. Jim's uncles, though, so the Gordons, I don't imagine, were part of those families. Well, they could be related somehow, yeah. So, uh, and that would make sense why they want Bruce involved. But you know, how do they? How do they um, pick Bruce to be? Why does he have to be the one who heals the city? More on that later. But mm-hmm. still, like these are these are the types of questions. It's like I, I, as many answers as there were. There was three times as many questions. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Lone Wolf Pack says, I, I don't sense that Falcone would be loyal enough to be a court member. I don't th- uh, I, he's loyal to himself. I can, de- I can definitely see like early days of Falcone, mm-hmm. them trying to bring him in and him shutting it down. And they, they come but to an understanding. No, but you don't say no to the court. Yeah, that too. You get- <laughs> They're very powerful. And uh, the Powell family in the chat room uh, clarifies. I know she was saying that Ra's al Ghul was the real leader of the court. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, then Bobby Hawk mentions that Alexander Siddig is going to be the person playing Ra's al Ghul. Spoilers! Spoiler! Uh, but uh, that casting announcement was made months and months, months ago. ago so, yeah. And plus, I, I don't think that uh, after this week's episode, if you know anything about Ra's al Ghul, if you know enough about him to know that... It, that name is familiar when you hear it, then mm-hmm. I don't think you're, you'd be surprised after this week's episode. I think that's so. all I know about it is that the name is familiar. <laughs> oh, really? Wait, have you ever seen Batman Begins? Yes. Uh, yeah, he was Do the main... you know how, how old's that yeah. movie? How old's that movie? A while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, been a while. We're just going to do that a lot tonight. Okay, uh, so... Welcome, Casa Commotion. I wanted to talk a little bit about the opposite of fear. Uh, Now, this is mainly concerning uh, what we've been talking about, really. Uh, Bruce's scene with the shaman, uh, or scenes with the shaman. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to unpack in the the training scenes, but one thing really stuck out to me. Uh, We're to infer that the shaman's goal is to turn Bruce into Batman, uh, but something tells me this might not quite be the case. I think it might lead to Bruce being Batman, but I don't think that's what the shaman is trying to do. Uh, Batman, as the legend goes, chooses a bat as his symbol because criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot. Uh, yet the shaman suggests that Bruce needs to become a symbol against fear, where Batman is a symbol that brings fear. Uh, the shaman says that Bruce needs to become a symbol that counters fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shaman and the court want Bruce to become the opposite of something scary, but we know, uh, we, we all know, uh, you know, that he becomes a symbol that strikes fear into the hearts of evil men. Mm-hmm. We also know that Bruce in his adult life is never able to truly let go of that night in the alley. Right. I mean, that's his, his obsession. That's why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. It's what drives him to be Batman. So my guess, I think Bruce will learn some kick-ass fighting skills uh, while at the compound, mm-hmm. but ultimately he's going to reject the court's plans for him, veering off into the exact opposite direction the opposite of fear i you know i i think uh he's going to become this you know this batman i this man bat matt no man bat was Uh, in batman v superman uh but i i I feel like you know it's possible that maybe the court's trying to save gotham by turning bruce into a hero of light to combat the darkness okay I, and if so, I think it'll be interesting to see why he chooses a different path, why he decides that darkness is the only thing that can defeat darkness. Okay. You know, it, 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 kind, kind of interesting stuff there. But uh, okay. what do you think? Um, maybe. 
I, I was rearranging some points because I had stuff relevant to this later on. So I was like, wait, this could go here. <laughs> Let me go. With, okay, the court's weapon, which is sort of along what you were talking about. Um, I think the Bruce is actually the weapon. Oh, and then the crate. I guess I did mention the crate. Uh, being on the docks was something completely different. Mm. You know, like a decoy type of thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was testing to see if Uncle Frank knew what was going on. Yeah, I had that in my notes too. Is this the weapon is what we do a lot? Is the weapon literal or metaphorical? Yeah. So the shaman talks about how Bruce needs to get out of it, get his head out of the alley, and become a symbol against fear and to be a protector. Obviously, he's basically telling him to become Batman. So mm-hmm. it's kind of similar yet different of what you were yeah saying because yeah. you were saying that it was making him not be batman and i interpreted it as you are now the batman mm-hmm. um not directly but you know what i mean yeah um i think that the court is planning to begin its cleansing of gotham and that it will unleash bruce to start to heal things but how are they planning on cleansing the city and what exactly can bruce to clean up and how it's definitely an interesting theory and you know we we, we saw a box that said indian hill on dock 9c but by the same token we don't know that that was actually the weapon i mean because they, they were expecting the weapon to come later right, right. so maybe that 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 is right maybe that's a decoy. Bruce coming in yeah that and that's how i've sort of interpreted mm. this whole um weapon thing mm. the whole time is that bruce is the weapon yeah because why would they go through so much trouble for him if he wasn't going to be the weapon mm. though i don't know about the dock nine c i have thoughts on that in a little bit uh, the Powell family over in the chat room says the shaman is the ken watabi of gotham which if you've seen batman begins there's ken watabi uh plays this very Middle Eastern sort of shaman mm-hmm. uh, who says he's Ra's al Ghul, and then you find out it's Liam Neeson. Oh. Uh, a little bit, <laughs> I don't think his yeah. character might have been different. And uh, let's see, Lone Wolf Pack 04 says, but Batman is a source of fear to villains, but I think regular citizens of Gotham see him as a symbol of hope, though. See, I, I disagree with that. I Maybe back in his, you know, mm-hmm. deputized uh, policeman, you know, don't jaywalk Robin kind of days, mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely probably saw him as a symbol of hope, but, hope, but in... Most interpretations these days, mm-hmm. he's more of an urban legend. He's he's the boogeyman your parents tell you about. And I mean, it works for criminals, but it, regular people aren't necessarily Looking not scared. Him. Like, look, look at that scene in Batman v Superman when he goes to save those people yeah. in that jail cell. And they like terrified. They, they're completely freaked out by him. And that's kind of well, he was pretty dark. But I, I mean, that's kind of how most people, I think, see Batman if they believe in him at all. Uh, but uh, let's see. Bobby Hawk says, I th- thought the same thing as Bill. Even as Batman, he's never left that alley. Very mm-hmm. true. And then he suggests, what if Jerome is the weapon? To which Cossack Emotion says, what if Jerome was the weapon gone wrong? Gone wrong. I like that. I like, I like that. I like that it, he was meant to be and then it went wrong. And I, I mm-hmm. like that connection because we know that, you know, Bruce and Jerome will always have quite the connection. And that, yeah. that makes it even more intense. Yeah. And if. You know, if I'm completely wrong and Bruce is going to end up as this, you know, hero of light, then, you know, it makes sense for Jerome to be the weapon that he's fighting right. to a lot. Okay, so uh, we're going to get back to the main discussion in just a second. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our $5 star patrons who, who are supporting us uh, $5 or more a month over at patreon.com slash universe box. Becca Baca, Harry Seidler, Angel, Monica Jones, Other Anne Marie, Casa Commotion, <laughs> Sage of Earth, a.k.a. Patty, Jacob Newman, Robert Cattler, Hope Mullinax, Jessica Gonzalez, and Patrick Cohn. You guys are all awesome. We love you. Uh, only one month left to be in the $5 star patrons club because we're going to shut down the patron after we uh, wrap after up the season of Gotham. Episode. 
So if you want to get throw us a couple sh- shekels, give us a beer for the last episode or something, go over to patreon.com slash universe box. Yes. Give and, me the beers. And remember to think outside. Yeah, remember to think outside. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, before we get back to the main discussion here, you know, sometimes we like to play a voicemail in the middle of the episode, so oh, we're okay. going to do it right now. Uh, take it away. Hello, Legends of Gotham. Hey. This is Elaine Mooney from Cause of Commotion Howdy. and... And this is Dean Oswald Cobblepot from Kyle Commotion. And you get the pleasure of getting both of us on this voicemail. Yes. Um, We just wanted to make some quick um, pointers that we noticed on tonight's episode. First of all, bravo to Ivy. She really stepped up this week and showed us what she can truly do. What you want to add? Um, yeah, I, just, I want to go on record saying that I knew that Uncle Frank was going to cap himself at least a minute before it happened. <laughs> well, that being said, this week's episode was a really um, excellent example of Ben McKenzie's um, direction, and we look forward to seeing more episodes um, directed by Ben McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Anything else? It was stressful, and we need a drink now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Look forward to hearing you guys tomorrow night. Nice. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you both. Love I see it. you both in the chat room there. Thank you very much. Yay. And I hope you enjoyed that drink. We all needed it. We do. We all definitely needed it. Also, uh, over in the chat room, Lone Wolf Pack 04 says, Things can go wrong with your face when your face gets snatched off and thrown on the ground. Close. Classic advice. Always good to hear. Always good. Yes. Okay. Now, let's be frank. Uh, because but I'd I, like to be in marine No, let's be frank. But I don't want to be frank. Well, let's be frank. Okay. There's one less frank in the Hi, world. We I'm have to- frank. There's one less Frank in the world. We have to step in and take his place. Okay. No, I, I, I want to talk about Frank a little bit just okay. because I, the past couple episodes, I, I, I've constantly been torn by this character because I'm, I am, I'm constantly – and I, I, when we live tweeted the episode last night, I was kind of like, do we trust him? Do we not trust him? Is he trying to help Jim? Is he trying to hurt Jim? And he, he just keeps me guessing. I have no idea where his real loyalties – lie not even now because after he offed himself in the episode last night i i was like oh okay uh we're finally clear a uh he's trying to dismantle the court why would he kill himself if he wasn't trying to dismantle the court right but then i remembered a couple things uh number one jim joining the court was something frank promised Catherine a couple episodes ago that he would make that happen mm-hmm. even if it's a plan to take them down he certainly delivered i mean jim if by all accounts, uh, by that little tease we see at the end of the episode, he's going to be joining the court in one way or the other. That's crazy. And uh, I also thought it was interesting to note that Catherine wasn't surprised that Jim survived. I think it's because she says... I think it was the plan. Well, she says to Frank in, in the room before he goes to kill Jim or kill himself or whatever, uh, she, he sa- she says, you know what must be done. And there's kind of a hint of subtext there that... Maybe they're saying something that the rest of the room isn't hearing, if you get my meaning. Uh, you know, she says it almost ominously mm-hmm. to Frank. I, almost as if they've discussed the suicide beforehand as a way to get Jim to join the court, as a way to manipulate him into it. Maybe. Which also got me thinking, you know, uh, they, the, the court of owls in the comics, and we, we've seen them uh, in Gotham, uh, the Talons, you know, the the Cato from the Green Hornet guys, uh, yeah. the, the assassins, the guy who decapitated someone this episode. Uh, they are actually reanimated dead people so i think there's a a possibility you know maybe frank could come back from this maybe he could come back to be uh jim's final battle you know at the end of the season or something as a talent 
But see, all the talons that we've seen, and we've now seen two or three of them, they were um, tall, thin, svelte men mm-hmm. with clean-cut hair and not very distinct faces, little round faces. Yeah. Like, Uncle Frank don't fit the profile. So unless he's getting some plastic surgery when he's reanimated, he doesn't mm-hmm. quite fit but, the, but the I mean, talent you, profile. You know, I, they're, they're not like exactly, you know, a clone army or something like that. I, they're, they're, you know, they're in the comics, they're warriors that uh, are t- Tapped by the court, uh, killed by the court, held in a coffin underground, and then reanimated as the court needs them to carry out their bidding. So, so I think, I think if nothing else, just because Frank has been associated with the court for so long, if he's lying to Jim about this, if this is all a big plan, I could totally see that being the way he comes back and why it was so easy. For him to kill himself, because uh, I mean, it it didn't seem like it took a lot of thought, or there was a lot of apprehension, or like, not at all. I don't want to do this, but I have to because Jim needs to do the thing and this and that and the right. other. It was just like, eh, yeah, you know, be cool, you know. So yeah, I, there was no chance for a second thought. Yeah, so so uh, that's my prediction that that might happen. Okay. Okay, Maybe. so you wanted to talk about uh, Bruce a little more, right? Okay, so so this has been like bugging me a little. Like, where exactly is Bruce? Like, we all saw the snow-covered mountains, and you know, isn't mm-hmm. that lovely? But personally, I think he's still in Gotham, or at least not very far away from Gotham. Mm-hmm. I think he's close because based on how the shaman was able to transport Bruce into the alley with those weird acupuncture needles and whatever juju was coming off of them, <laughs> um, I think that there is something similar going on within the prison, for lack of a better word. I think that he is um, in more of a mind prison than a physical prison mm-hmm. and that maybe there is some like smoke or gas or something in the air making him think that he is in these mountains and trapped because, I mean, he ran and ran – like he ran and ran in circles and got nowhere. You know, it just – it feels too convenient to be off like far, far away. Yeah. And it feels almost too dangerous to be far, far away. You know, that completely matches my crazy theory that I, I was going to talk about in a little bit, but I'll talk about now. Yes. Like, I never match the crazy theory. Like, I'm thinking, I, I, I'm also thinking that maybe Bruce is currently in the Mind Palace reality uh, the entire episode. I, it, you know, it, it would explain the weird hallway maze uh-huh. and the accompanying metaphor. And, you know, it, it would maybe even explain the fact that Bruce's lip was bleeding when he came back out of it the second time because, you know, by all rights, that probably shouldn't happen. Maybe if he had like a seizure or a heart attack but or something in the it's dream. Like from the nose or something. Yeah. So, so I, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Costa Commotion over in the chat room says that she thinks Uncle Frank was eaten up with guilt and that uh, he felt like he had to do it to avenge his brother. And then the Powell family says, wasn't Hugo Strange's big mission uh, discovering how to bring people back from the dead? Wasn't that what Catherine was threatening Strange about? Exactly. So uh, it would make a lot of sense That's for Frank true. to come back mm-hmm. as a talent. always came back with like f- crazy physical freak powers. Yeah. And then and then uh, Bobby Hawk in the chat room was like, what if it's all in his head? And then get out of my head, Bill. Because uh, as Mark usual, Thomas. we have a uh, very lateral thinking. So I look forward to Bobby's voicemail and hearing <laughs> what Bill has already said. Yeah, I, the nice thing about Bobby's voicemail is they're a nice three-minute compact summary of all my main points from the episode. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I, I don't know what they said should be the name of the, the episode tonight. Uh, and 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 should be uh, Yes, That's True. And should be... I don't know what the name of the episode should be. Head, yeah. Maybe. 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 Possibly. Mind Palace? Something like I that. I like Mind Palace. Okay. But while we're on the to- this topic, though, I'll go ahead and uh, 
switch gears by staying in the same gear, I want to talk about the crime alley redux uh, scenes in the episode. You have to hand it to to the production and editing team this episode concerning those Mind Palace flashbacks to the pilot. Mm -hmm. I I believe there's some dialogue in those scenes, actually, that we never get in the pilot. Which made it feel as if this scene was shot specifically for this episode way back when, and it was this great big plan. And even there's no way. Even though it probably wasn't. It was probably just, you know, left on the cutting room floor, and they decided to repurpose it for this episode, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And added a layer of, oh, this is an original thing that's right for this episode instead of, you know, so we're sort of – spit and spackle you know trying to get it to work and, and they did a lot of uh really tricky camera work here and you know angles and things in. like that yeah i but i i did notice that young bruce and modern bruce never appear in the same shot well there might be one where they they're kind of like shadows off in the distance mm-hmm. behind bruce but i think that's about it which i it was probably shot in front of a green screen or something like mm-hmm. that but i'm pretty sure they did bring back the actors who played thomas and martha wayne for a few key shots because they're there's one shot where I believe it's Thomas and Martha and Thomas is about to get shot. And then you see Bruce standing behind them, right in between them. And then Thomas falls back and the shadow hits Bruce a little bit. So I think mm-hmm. the, I think they brought back the actor to shoot just a couple. You watched that scenes. very closely, didn't you? Yeah. Cause I thought it was really kind of cool. neat. And I, I, I wanted to kind of pick it apart a little bit and see if, if I had thought to ask, uh, you know, John Stevens or somebody, but I, I, then again, he didn't direct the episode, so he might not know. He might not have been on set. But, uh, you know, it just very, very cool. And uh, trivia, I, I thought I'd point out, uh, speaking of the uh, acupuncture needles that bring Bruce to that Mind Palace yes. place, uh, so, someone online, I'm not going to claim credit for this, but they went and they looked, and those are Sanskrit symbols uh, that mean fear and happiness, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, uh, yeah. I was wondering what those were. It kind of ties thematically into what the shaman is trying to get Bruce to do. He's trying to, you know. Uh, get Bruce to dispel fear by finding his happiness again. So, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Let's see. Uh, over in the chat room. Uh, oh, uh, Mind Palace. Mind Palace for the episode title. Anything okay. else interesting over there? Um, see, Costco Motion's asking if the actress who played Martha Wayne was the same one who plays Lucifer's mom. I'm assuming you mean on Lucifer, and I have no idea. Yeah, I we don't that watch Lucifer. Very quickly. He drives me nuts. <laughs> they, that's fair. That's fair. I'm so happy that my, my crazy theory was the same as your crazy yeah. theory. Yeah. High five. That never happened. We didn't high five to where. No, we just high fived. Woo! <laughs> certainly my hand. Ha-ha, got them. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, so your turn. My turn. I'm going to sit here and be quiet. Hashtag Pivey. Uh, that's right. I'm going with Pivey. I'm um, just going to say it. I love Penguin and Ivy. Sure. See, you're not saying anything, but you're still distracting. Uh, <laughs> sure, he underestimated her in the beginning and was completely annoyed at the thought of her just wanting a friend. But mm-hmm. Ivy came through and Ivy is going to be the one to help him build an army of freaks. Yes. Um, I know that the fancy schmancy suit is the classic look for a penguin, though. But maybe, just maybe, he needs to stick to the grandpa sweaters until he gets his stuff together. Yeah, that sweater was very nice. Definitely. I love the sweater. I loved her pushing him out, like taking care of him like a little nursemaid. It was so precious. <laughs> I, I really loved uh, Ivy. How they, uh, you know, she's been an adult for probably like six months in Showtime now. But they still 
uh, Maggie Maggie Gihal, I think, or Gihal, uh, plays her like a kid still, like ba- basically like this Freaky Friday scenario uh, where everything's so neat and this is so cool and I want I just want you to be nice to me, Peng- Mister Penguin, and all that kind of stuff. But she, I mean, six months of, and how much of an adult really is she's she's playing like a twenty three year old. Yeah, sorry yeah. y'all, <laughs> you're barely an adult. But um, I, I just think it's cool that there's still you can totally see a kid there and you can totally see claire foley Mm -hmm. like she must have watched the few scenes that we got with claire really Mm -hmm. over and over because she has she still has the mannerisms that's in her cost commotion uh brings up in the chat room uh, did you realize that ivy doesn't call him oswald she only calls him penguin well that would be how she knew him i get did did ivy know penguin back in the day before she got no, aged not necessarily maybe like like i mean she probably knew of him but i don't know if they had and any interaction. that might be why she calls him penguin instead yeah. of oswald so she's like fangirling out a little she bit she might be fangirling yeah. out that she got to bring back penguin nice okay uh, plants well I, I i didn't have any i i mean i had some pretty big uh points in this ep- this week's episode i didn't have any more really big fully formulated one so we're just going to leave it with some quibbles and bits from me okay first of all never eat a cannoli around penguin it's a death sentence however i'll take a cannoli anytime jim drank a lot in this episode didn't jim, he, he uncle frank gave him season. a drink uh, harvey gave him a drink uh it, great to see mary james and judge bam bam back in positions of power judge bam bam. we haven't had a judge bam bam reference in oh at least two episodes yeah. Two to 20 episodes, somewhere in there. So <laughs> great to see them back. And uh, hopefully we'll get Richard Kind back at some point to playing Mayor James. Bing bong, bing bong. Always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I also loved how Ivy got busted monologuing like a classic comic book villain. Yeah, don't trust Ivy. That's right. And then, you know, someone comes up and taps her on the shoulder. Yeah. And she's just like, stands <laughs> up and goes. And Wynn says those cannoli will be the real fall of Gotham. Maybe yeah, that's maybe the weapon. Are. Maybe that is the weapon. It's a, it's a box of, it's a pink box. Box of cannolis. That's the weapon that's going to bring down Gotham. Oh, I want a cannoli. It's going to be amazing. Holy cannoli. Okay, well, to wrap us up here, you wanted to talk a little bit about Barbara Queen, right? Barbara Queen! Yes! Um, I love the So t- is that going to be her, her no. name? No! But is it going to be her name? No! Are you sure? Is it going to be her name? Oh, my God. Or, 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 I'm just saying, are people going to call her Barbara Queen instead of Barbara King? Until she says something else funny, yes. What do you think it'll be? Please stop. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't focus on reading. Um, let's see. I love just it. real quick, do you think other people are going to call Barbara Barbara Queen instead of Stabby Babs? Someone help me, please. No, I will always call her Stabby Babs, though Barbara Queen is fun. Um, I love the tiny glimpse of Babs rolling Gotham that we get. Tabs and her are a terrifying duo, but that talent is going to be after them now that he took out all of their henchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wonder what Jim and Harvey had to promise Babs to get her to help them because she ain't doing nothing for free. Yeah. Nothing. And she was way too pleasant and happy about to whatever she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonus, I would like to see a Babs and Fish <clears throat> cat fight. Definitely. I could see that. Yeah, uh, they co- always use that warehouse. Like, that's the only yeah, warehouse. Yeah, Commotion brings up that they use the same warehouse. Yeah, that's that's one of their big sets like that's that's one they own well i don't know if they own it well, but they it's it's like the rent. diner that you know every it pops up every few episodes is something else yeah uh for sure this one they just turn the camera yeah, what i really thought was interesting though was that 
I mean, I don't think we got a real sense of how much Jim told her about the situation, mm-hmm. but obviously Barbara Queen uh, yeah. knows about the Court of Owls because she, she's pressing that guy. She's like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just need more information on them because I want to deal with them. Well, Jim had to tell her all that. Mm-hmm. Probably he had to tell her what to say to get what she could say, what she couldn't say, what information they were looking for. Yeah. Like she had to have background. But I also, I also have a feeling that she was like, okay, these people are powerful within Gotham, so I want to... Well, she said she wanted to meet them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to be one of them or, you know, pro- probably probably them conquer either. them more likely, I would, I would imagine. That'll never happen, but... The Falcon's not running things anymore. Okay, so I, I guess that about does it for our main discussion. Now it's time for the arbitrary scale. That we didn't even mention, but it's so perfect. Yeah, so, um, you know, as always... To rate these episodes, you know, we could do an A, B, C, D rating. We could do Boring. 10%, 20%. Uh, you know, something Mediocre. expected. Instead, I pick a number. I pick a random thing from the episode. Mm-hmm. And we rate it based on that random thing, ra- random number. This week, Anne-Marie, out of 37 acquaintances suddenly appearing in cemeteries, how many acquaintances suddenly appearing in cemeteries do you give this episode? Mm-hmm. And you can feel free to weigh in in the chat room, too. 32 and a hat. 32 and a half? Hat. In a hat. Why? Like they left their hat. Oh, okay. Um, suddenly, it appears. Suddenly, it, it disappears. But it's uh, a ha- hat you're well acquainted with. I am very well acquainted with the hat. So I, you know, it was good. And like I said, there was lots of answers, lots of questions, though. I just, I, I maybe I wanted some more Enigma. Maybe I wanted some more Robber Queen. Yeah, maybe there was I zero just Nygma. really would like fish to make her stinking reappearance because <laughs> it's been, I don't know, 14 episodes or something absurd Mm -hmm. like stop teasing me bring back jada (laughs) because jada made it okay nice uh the powell family over in the chat room says nigma already knew about the court and told babs i think good point Mm -hmm. Uh, also gives it uh 36 acquaintances suddenly appearing in cemeteries and a cell phone call uh let's see uh wing gives it 33 acquaintances suddenly appearing in cemeteries uh let's see as for me yeah as you know i'm gonna give it a little bit lower I, I'm going to give it like a, a 31 acquaintances suddenly appearance, appearing in uh, cemeteries Cemetery. uh, just because I, I really liked it. Like it, it did feel very big, very packed. Mm-hmm. At times I thought that was a little bit of a detriment because I, I feel like stories would have been better served if they had been given more focus, particularly the Uncle Frank and Jim yeah, Stuff I think that's seemed, actually the one that has suffered. Seemed like it got, it, which is weird because maybe it's because Ben McKenzie was directing. So, so you know, he didn't put sense. as much attention on that because he was focused on the thing as a whole. Yeah, also really hard to direct yourself. Yeah, and I thought that I thought the Bruce training stuff could have been fleshed out a little bit more. But it's not over. But then again, by the same token, the the plot line that robbed time from both of those, the Penguin Ivy thing, I really I loved had to too. Be there. Right. I just thought it was a little bit unbalanced as all, but but I still really liked it. Uh, over in the chat room, Bobby Hawk gives it thirty three acquaintances. Casa Commotion gives it thirty. Lone Wolf Pack is going for thirty. And Costa Commission also says after last week, this was a little bit of a letdown. Well, last week was pretty, you know, in your face. It was pretty in your face. And also we had had a three month Gotham drought. So I think really they could have just like wrote Gotham (laughs) and played the music and made people dance across the screen. And we might have been okay with it. They could have used our our toys like we did for the sweetheart giveaway. That's true. That's very true. Definitely. Okay. So I guess, I guess that about it wraps it up oh uh oh. cost commotion says we need more uh hashtag 
like Ivy Quinn for sure. I'm going with Ivy. Pivy. Um, Penguin and Ivy. Pivy. Ping. No. Pong. Poison. Okay, so. Hashtag Poison Penguin. There. There. That's mine. Poison Penguin. I like it. Poison Penguin. Okay, so I guess that about does it for a discussion. Now, on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Gotham got a 1.0 out of 4. A 2.92. So, pretty good. Even No. No, actually, uh, the overall for... I thought that was higher than last week, because I thought last week was under a 1. I thought it was like a 0.8 or a 0.9. I think it was actually a 1 once it adjusted up. I forget off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. But it was... Monday was really bad for, like, all TV. Anecdotally, I I did see a lot of people, uh, you know, contact us on Twitter and Facebook and stuff this week saying, you know, I I didn't even I wasn't even aware that Gotham was back. Oh, Fox, come on. Yeah. You know, so so I think a lot of people weren't aware that there was going to be a new episode, missed it last week and and are starting to get caught up. Do you think that people thought that the um, January stuff was like the season finale? Because it was really amazing. Yeah. And it was very season finale esque too. It was very season. So maybe. Maybe they just thought it was only a half season this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be sorely disappointed when they come back in September. <gasps> Pangy plants. Pangy right. plants. Pangy plants. Pangy plants. Pangy plants. Pangy plants. Pangy plants. It is all pangy plants. I like pangy plants. Okay, uh, we're going to take a look at the trailer for next week. Uh, this episode is going to be called The Primal Riddle. Mm, this is not a sentence. So, oh, hold on one second. There we go. Okay, so I'll start this over. Okay, so let's see here. We get some snow, uh, some more Bruce being so Bruce. So maybe he is actually in the Some mountains. Mr. Freeze. Uh, oh, that's right. The Jim's freaks start talking. coming out. Yeah, and uh, the freaks come out Ed awesome. being very over-the-top villain-esque. Uh, I saw Firefly. <laughs> there yeah an army of freaks i'm, I'm pumped about babs? it yeah babs and I'm tabby and ed then some court of owls stuff and then ed yelling, yelling on the slamming. on the tv news punching the camera love it it looks really super duper awesome like uh you know as much as we were excited to, to finish the episode uh last night or you know excited after seeing the episode we were like that trailer man the trailer. They, that trailer is going places. Bring them back the freaks. To next week. Next Monday night is when it's going to be on. When it's done, however, you know, uh, you hear the primal riddle. You let out a primal voicemail to Legends of Gotham to let us know how you feel. <laughs> you literally have to run to any communications device you have in your house. And we have, we have so many ways to contact us we that do, any so communications device should work. Our fax number is – our telegraph uh, – Assignment name is uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania six five thousand. Our email is legendsofgotham at gmail dot com. Our Twitter's at legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook dot com slash groups slash legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is four two four two seven four two three five two. Again, that's four two four two seven four twenty three fifty two. And as usual, we have a voicemail from Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Robert. Hey guys, it's Bobby. Hey. All right, so Penguin's awake and he's definitely upset. Uh, I don't quite understand why Ivy rescued him from the water. Uh, I do like the dynamic between them, and I like uh, the characterization of Ivy in this show mm-hmm. uh, with the origin they've given her. So, she, so she's more or less uh, still a teenager, and with all the powers she has, she can get pretty much anything she wants. So it's like she's like a little spoiled little teenage girl. Uh, and <laughs> trust me, I have my fair share of dealing with that, unfortunately. Um, it was really cool to see Gabe back. I love Gabe. I've always loved Gabe. Um, you will not see Gabe And anymore. this is, episode give, had, give him, uh, gave him quite a bit to work with. 
uh, which made it even more, which made the outcome even more sad. Uh, I definitely understand where he was coming from. He definitely had some valid points as to why he wasn't necessarily loyal to Penguin. Um, and, but I still was hoping they could bury the hatchet, but unfortunately it seems that, uh, Penguin instead decided to bury the spade in Gabe's chest. I was so really hoping you'd go Gabe. there. <laughs> um, then of course we've got Bruce in, uh, okay, so he's abducted by the Court of Owls. This guy looks like he's working, looking, uh, working for the, uh, League of Assassins or whatever it is, because I know Raja Gold's supposed to be coming in this season, or mm-hmm. the, this last part of the season. Um... So I'm kind of confused as to, okay, it seems like he's almost, it almost seems as if he's trying to train Bruce to become Batman, the protector of Gotham. Um, so why, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of confused if he's working with the court, but he says the court's just a tool, so is the court working for him? I don't know, all of that's a bit confusing still. I think it's meant to be at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, what's not so confusing is Uncle Frank uh, is apparently... God, I'm so tongue-tied tonight. I think we see where Uncle Frank's loyalties lie. Uh, I'm going to guess that Uncle Frank is more tongue-tied than you. He definitely was trying to take down the court of house from the inside. Um, I don't know. I thought he'd stick around a few more episodes. I did not expect him to go out as quickly as he did. And neither did Jim either. He seemed pretty surprised by that whole turn of events there. Um, but yeah, all in all, I thought tonight was a pretty decent episode. Uh, um, you know, we've seen better. I mean, it, it was kind of, it wasn't even real, a real villain in the episode. It was cool to see Bruce start his training. It was cool to see, you know, a little, uh, light detective work from, uh, from, uh, Bullock and Gordon. Uh, out of 12 cannolis, I'll, <laughs> I'll give it eight. Eight out of 12 cannolis. Give me the cannoli! Leave the cannoli. Leave the cannoli. No, drop the gun, take the cannoli. Thank you very much, Bobby. Uh, let's see, uh, we have a couple more pieces of feedback here. Uh, first up from Jason Wiley. Uh, Jason uh, says over on our Facebook, I think you guys need to coin a new ship name for Ivy and Penguin. What an odd yet entertaining partnership that was a delight to watch. Also, Ben did a masterful job at directing this episode, mm-hmm. and we need to see more more of his directing on the show or even in general uh, the episode just had a different tone and felt fresh loving the emphasis on uh protector uh, protector spoken by the monk yeah, well, uh, telling Bruce oh, 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 yeah, the whole speech by the monk. Yeah. Uh, those seeds were very welcome uh, to know what will become the symbol of fear in Gotham. Hashtag mm-hmm. Pivey, hashtag Pengy, ha- hashtag Igwin, hashtag... Uh, Willowaddles. Willowaddles, hashtag Penguin, planting penguins. That Pengy sounds plants. like Pe- Yeah, Pengy plants, for sure. Mm-hmm. Although planting penguins sounds like an indie band, doesn't it? The planting penguins, baby. Yeah, you have you ever heard of my name? Planting penguins. It's pretty awesome. It's awesome. And uh, then that this last one, I think you took the name off. No, of. I didn't. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Idlis. Idlis. Sorry, I'm if I'm butchering it. Um, and I'm a really big fan of Gotham. Last night's episode was so good. I need more. And Bruce had me shook. He's my favorite character. <laughs> Can't wait to see more uh, of him uh, next Monday. Uh, thank you very thank much, Idolus. And, uh, you know, after you get done watching the primal riddle next week, we want to hear what you think, too. So what you need to do, you need to pull out a pen and paper. You need to write us a letter. You need to, to attach it to a carrier pigeon. Then tell that no. carrier pigeon to transcribe the a note and owl. email. A carrier owl. And you need to tell that 
uh, Carrier Owl to transcribe the note and email it to us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Now, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at amdsimone. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the stuff we do at universebox.com. And you can follow me around all week and then land here next Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. EST at twitch.tv slash universebox. We'll be talking more Gotham with our lovely chatters. Thank you all all who came and showed up tonight. You're tongue-tied now that Bobby was tongue-tied. Stop sharing a brain. (laughs) But, uh, no, thank you very much to everyone in the chat room. Uh, There's been a lot of people in and out, a lot of people chiming in, chiming out, all that stuff. Uh, You guys know who you are. You're awesome. You're the best. So uh, I guess that about does it for this week. Join us next time for more Legends of Gotham. Cannoli. My Uncle Frank. We need out. Somebody. I need a cannoli. <gasps> I need a cannoli. Hey, you know what? I'm going to pull in that enigma. Oh, oh. don't hit the thing. <gasps> what the? I think I knocked out our mics with that, too. Probably. No, because I still have myself. I think that was a good way to end it.